Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Business of Life Masterclass podcast. Guess what? It's the holiday season, and you may hear this introduction more than once because it is, you guessed it, the 12 days of podcast Christmas. So whether you celebrate Christmas or not, starting December 1st and running through December 12th, you are getting to hear some of the fan favorite guests we have with a few new wonderful inspirational guests mixed in. So hi, I'm Debbie Lundberg, performance coach with Presenting Powerfully. And I am Barb Vant, media sales leader and founder of the lifestyle brand and blog, The Stay at Work Mob. So as we roll through and appreciate all of you, we are thankful, we're appreciative, we have gratitude. And as Thanksgiving becomes the beginning of December, please know that you will have 12 wonderful, exciting, 25 minutes or less inspiration to learn about through the Business of Life Masterclass podcast. So as we like to say, listen, choose, do. Thank you and enjoy the holiday season. Cheers, everyone. And here we are with another upbeat and welcoming episode of the Business of Life Masterclass, the podcast for people who thrive on opportunities, drive to get to results, and seek input and ideas to quickly incorporate in life and in business. Hi, Debbie Lundberg here, author and founder and CEO of Presenting Powerfully, a Tampa, Florida-based national firm providing individuals and organizations four things, keynotes and talks, strategy and facilitation, teaming and training, and executive presence coaching, all contributing to the enhancement of communication, behaviors, and relationships. You know I like to call it reversing the slabification of America. Hi, Barb Zant here, um, corporate sales leader, founder of the lifestyle brand, the Stay at Work Mom, and forward-focused fashion stylist. Um, I am, a, as a lifetime learner, it's all about the simple things and finding joy in all we do every single day. So, Debbie, do tell us, who is that successful leader that has chosen to be with all of us today? I'm happy to, Barb. So it has been written about our guest that his brain runs hotter and faster than the average person's, and I believe it to be true. That's awesome. It is, isn't it? He's an entrepreneur, an enabler, a technologist, an efficiency expert who, get this, wakes up every day to break entrepreneurs free from the fear that they have, and he provides them with encouragement, guidance, and resourcefulness to achieve their dreams. Don't you love it? I love it. It's so fun. All right, so he's immersed in Florida's entrepreneurial and innovation communities as the president and co-founder of Synapse Florida, which I know you know about, a 501c3 nonprofit creating the nexus for entrepreneurs, investors, and businesses to connect with resources they need. That just holds up so many people, so they're breaking down that barrier. It allows them to then accelerate to success and drive Florida's economic growth. Through Synapse, he has... A, his, has increase the visibility of Florida's innovation communities and the entire industry with commercial, municipal, and educational spectrum to attract and retain talent and build thriving businesses for generations to come. Talk about making a difference. So he's a Tampa Bay native. He's the president of the USF Executive MBA Alumni Advisory Council. Say that four times. That's a mouthful. He supports many local missions and 
in companies as an advisor or partner, and they're very fortunate to have him. He's a Six Sigma black belt, lean expert, and certified scrum product owner. He's the 2018 recipient of the prestigious Tampa Bay Business Journal's 40 Under 40 Business Up-and-Comers of Tampa Bay. Listen, he's been up and coming for a long time. <laughs> he's also nationally recognized in the Business Journal's Influencers Rising Stars as one of the top 100 business executives across the country who has a positive impact uh, relating to early, from early in their career for their companies, their communities, and they're really... You know, he's one of these people who's shaping how business gets done for years to come. So the other really neat thing about him is his values include freedom, authenticity, logic, growth, integrity, human connection, courage, and positivity. So please welcome a fellow University of Michigan alum, Brian Kornfeld. Thank you very much for having me. It's I'm honored to be here and humbled to hear everything that we just read. Well, you did it. You did all that. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. Uh, a, a lot of pushing, uh, a lot of overcoming some adversity and some failures and, and trying a lot of things out. And uh, I'm really happy that now I found a, a great place where um, I could give back to the community as well as help to support myself. Well, Wow. <laughs> That's what I can say. So welcome, Brian. Thank you. And before Debbie gets started with our interview questions, is there anything that you would want our viewers to know if they weren't listening to the podcast, something special or different? Something special or, or different? <laughs> All of um, are, right? Yeah. Sounds like a loaded <laughs> question to Brian. So uh, um, I'll go with two things here. One, my background is actually in aerospace engineering, so I'm a rocket scientist. Um, it, it's you don't always get to say that. Uh, you we don't, don't get to meet a lot that, of people right. that often. Um, so doing this interview takes a it takes a rocket scientist to do this it, interview. I'm only allowed to say it once a day. It doesn't take a rocket scientist <laughs> to figure that out or, or something. Like oh that. boy! <laughs> once a day is my limit. Um, and, and the other thing too, before all this, um, I always like when people ask what was something you've done or something weird about you that most people don't know about. My three seconds of fame before this is I, I've been on ESPN um, during the World Series of Poker, having played in it um, back and I was sitting next to one of the more famous players of the world. And when the camera panned on him, it panned on me. So uh, that was that was my uh, my three seconds of fame. Awesome. Um, <laughs> that that's fun. I did not know that about you, but the rocket scientist is is certainly mm -hmm. enjoyable. So now we're moving on to what we like to call the Business of Life Masterclass. Four. So it's our podcast four. The four questions we ask each and every guest because we feel like that gives our listeners some consistency. So are you ready? I'm ready and waiting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one, Brian, what time do you get up in the morning and what's your daily routine that you feel gets your day started right? The time that I get up is generally variable, but sometime between, call it 6.27 and 6.57. Um, Normally, We'd like you to be more specific. For some reason, I don't like waking up on a zero or a five. I know there's a lot of people like me out there, and I uh -huh. have zero explanation for it whatsoever, um, but I just don't. Um, All right. And usually then, um, to get my day going, one of the first things I do is probably the thing that you're told not to do, which is immediately get up and look at my email and my calendar. Um, I'm sure a lot of people say, don't do that. But A, it keeps me from wanting to snooze, and, and I really, I'm, 
I like to get up on the first alarm. Um, I know there's some people out there who like to hit the snooze button a couple of times and they feel like they can, that will help them out, get going through the day. Mm -hmm. For me, I like to get up and get going and I'd rather just build that into the, to the sleep. Um, and I'll just go straight on my phone and it gets me a mindset of what the day is going to bring. If I look at my email and I look at my calendar as the first thing that I'm doing, I know what's coming, whether it's going to be good, bad. Um, and for me, things may not be bad. It just might be a little bit harder, mm. but at least then I'm starting to get in the mindset of, okay, as I get up and I get into the shower and I have a cup of coffee and breakfast, here's where I need to ramp my brain. Here's where I really need to focus. Or maybe today's going to be a, a little bit easier and mm -hmm. uh, it won't be as tough. And, and part of the reason I want to look at my calendar is to see what meetings are upcoming and start to mentally get myself prepared for those. And also how I need to dress for the day. Um, sure. Uh, I can wear uh, one of the joys of being in the entrepreneurship world. I can wear anything from jeans and a polo to a suit. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure I'm very well prepared and looking the part as well especially depending on who I'm out in front of and who I'm meeting with through the day. Mm -hmm. um, one of the then important things that I do every single morning, regardless, um, unless I have to be out really early for some unknown reason, is make sure to spend a little bit of time with my kids in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, it's so important to me to, to spend, even if it's just five minutes over breakfast or getting them dressed or helping them get going. And my boys are four-and-a-half-year-old twins, uh, they're amazing, love them to death. Um, I, I really always want to make sure to spend a little bit of time with them every morning, uh, knowing sometimes life gets busy. There are some days mm -hmm. that are longer than others. Uh, I really do like to spend the time with them in the afternoon and evening as well, but at least that way I know I've spent that time. And so if I can get up, if I can put myself in the framework of what the workday is going to be, spend a little bit of time with my family, have a good breakfast and a cup of coffee. Uh, I'm off to the races good. for that day. Good start. Sounds sounds good. So number two. Oh, and by the way, everybody, Ryan did share with me one other time that he didn't drink coffee so much before those four and a half year old twins. But now you yeah. know this is part of his daily routine, which there's nothing wrong with. But it's I think it's it's good to know that because things change as your life changes. And you've you've adapted. Absolutely, it's it's great to be able to adjust. And I still probably had one cup of coffee most work days, and now it's probably two cups of coffee all days, including <laughs> weekends. Uh, sometimes it's three on the weekends, depending on how the day is going. And so it's a fully caffeinated day. All right. Keep, hey, if there's something out there that can keep me going and, and it's uh, it'll help me, help get me uh, keep me sharp, I'm I'm happy to utilize it. All right. So number two, what is something other than your wake on a seven routine <laughs> that you feel makes a difference and you feel like if other people would do it, it's that extra ump that you don't necessarily see other people do? But what's something else you can share, please? Um, I, I try to think a lot about efficiency and working smarter instead of working harder. Mm -hmm. uh, I work hard as well, but if I can work smart and hard at the same time, then I can get a lot done. And I know in the intro, I forget the exact words of what it said. Uh, I'm known to be an efficient, uh, very good with efficiency and efficiency expert. The mm -hmm. actual on running joke is that um, the reason that I had twins, uh, my wife and I have twins, was um, so efficient that wanted to have two kids at the same time. Um, it, and there's just different ways to look at life. And you can't always just do things the same way that it's been done over and over mm -hmm. and over. 
the other thing that I do um, is I find ways for motivation from others who have been successful. And I, I know you haven't been inside my actual office yet, but I have a whole bunch of quotes that are up on the wall. You showed and me a picture, though. I did show you a picture. Yeah, so that's you've seen cool. It, and, uh, we'll walk the 20 feet after this mm -hmm. and, and look. Um, being able to look at those from my desk all the time, it'll just give me reminders of a couple of little things here or there. And I like to use them also to help motivate team members. Um, things like uh, General Colin Powell saying, bad news is the opposite of a fine wine. It doesn't get better with age. <laughs> help, helping team members realize this, that it's okay to say something if something isn't going well. Mm -hmm. It's worse to actually sweep it under the rug. Saying something like, make it so easy a drunk monkey. So that's he's quoting himself. That that one is my. <laughs> I know this one. That one that one I will take credit uh, a little bit for. Wouldn't that be great uh, if everything in life, even a drunk monkey, could do it? And then yeah. we would we would be breezing through life. Well, there's actually quotes all over the building. I think it's the first mm -hmm. thing that I noticed when I came in, and your website as well, of course. Um, you know, doing our homework ahead of time. I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And right in your even in your LinkedIn, mm -hmm. everything rolls from that quotation. So. That's nice. All right, number three. Who or what has been the biggest influence in your life, your success, and your continued focus? And what have you done with that influence? There's two people who really stand out to me in terms of an influence uh, and whether they would know it or not. Um, uh, the first is my dad. Mm -hmm. And just growing up, being you know, obviously with him uh, all through age birth to 18, um, and still being very close with him. He lives over in Clearwater, Palm Harbor now. Um, one thing he always said to me and tried to instill in me is, if you know everything, they can't fool you. And he was very good at knowing everything. He was always, always wanted to be one of the smartest people in the room. Even when he was applying to medical school, he's got a great story because he was a hippie at the time and had the really long hair. <laughs> somebody asked him, like, oh, why should we let in a hippie like you uh, with, with hair like that? And he gave the medical definition of how hair grows and why his hair's so long, and it just had them shut up on the spot. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's really inspiring to see that though, um, and, and to see how research can then turn into something, and how hard work. And, and another one of his lines that he said a lot is, "Always do what you have to do, so then you can do what you want to do." Mm -hmm. um, and, and it makes just perfect sense. And I'll even see myself when I get home. I'm always doing all the things that have to get done first before I then sit on the couch and start watching TV and watch the hockey game or whatever it might be on. Mm -hmm. um, and speaking of watching the hockey game, that gives a, a nice segue to the other gentleman. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say Jeff Vinnick. Um, mm -hmm. and, and even though he's only really been, I'll say in my life for a few years or in the Tampa Bay market's life since what 2009, 2010 mm -hmm. timeframe when he bought the lightning, what he has done has been incredible. And it's not just, Oh, I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to do this. It's he's putting his money where his mouth is. He's actually investing uh, and seeing the opportunities and doing something, not just complaining, saying we need somebody else to do something. But the other thing that really inspires me that he does, that he does not get enough credit for, he hires the smartest people and lets them do their jobs. He stays hands off. He says, I'm going to let you do your thing, and you're going to do it very well. Mm -hmm. I read a book when I was doing my MBA called High Commitment, High Performance, and it's about organizations that really perform very well while committing to their teams. And there's very few of them out there. Some perform very well. 
but actually it's hmm. because of a negative feedback or a push or a competitive nature. If you think of the Jack Welch GE style, they performed very well, but Jack Welch was not known for committing to his team. Right. And Steve Jobs with Apple and what they've done in the turnaround. On the converse to that, there's places that commit to their teams, but it might leave some things out and not necessarily get to the full efficiency of where mm-hmm. they can get to. So the high commitment, high performance is a very hard task to achieve. And the organizations run by Mr. Vinnick are the only ones locally that I have really seen and gotten a full, uh, at least an intimate knowledge with. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are others out there who deserve a lot of credit uh, and who are doing this, but I just have not seen them firsthand to that same level. And we're fortunate to have him here, like you said, locally, and he's available and he's out there. To your point, he speaks up and stands up for things, and I love to hear that about his organization, that he lets people go and he, use their talents. Even the other day, um, he was doing a fireside chat related to innovation and entrepreneurship, and one of the first things he said is, I haven't done this in a while, because usually it's been Lakshmi Chenoy, the CEO of Embark Collective, who's been doing this, and Lakshmi's just phenomenal, a very mm-hmm. good friend. We're very lucky to have her here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jeff brought her down from 1871 in Chicago and hand-picked and recruited her. He could have had his choice of almost anybody around the world and, and said, she will be the best person for this job. She will do this great, and I'm going to empower her and trust her to do it. You're so fortunate. All right. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great to hear. Last one. This is a little shift. So our series focuses on the positive, and you focus mm-hmm. on positivity. At the same time, we like for, for our listeners to get to hear what is something that you feel that either you, you wish you'd done differently or something that you think people could do differently that might be holding them back? I wish I had tried to start into the entrepreneurship world sooner in life. Um, I, I definitely held myself back out of fear. And, and it's actually one of the reasons I ended up starting my software development company because I was very afraid of starting something on my own. I was afraid of the technology. I was afraid of the cost. I was afraid of what it might do. I was afraid of the work. Um, even as a rocket scientist? Even as a rocket scientist. <laughs> wow. I, I had a full-time job, and it was going okay, and uh, I wasn't always thrilled showing up, um, but I wanted to make sure I defined my passion, mm-hmm. and um, starting building things, growing things. I mean, that's an engineer. What engineers do is we build things, mm-hmm. and you can also build companies. You can engineer companies, and it takes somebody like with this mindset to be a president, a COO, even a CEO of certain companies to really think about that build and, and how you're going to go go forward. I've had a ton of ideas over the course of my life, going back to how do we bring the concert experience home and put it on the TVs or uh, through the internet streaming. Um, and that was something that I was thinking about 15, 16 years ago that was nowhere on anybody's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, the worst one that I had goes back to 2008. Um, and in 2008, I was, uh, at the time living in Los Angeles, I had taken a red eye to New York for a friend's wedding. So Thursday night flight, Friday, uh, my friends were there. Um, I had all day in New York City. They were working. I knew I had to be back at a friend's apartment to go drive out to Westchester. And I got a text message from my friend before the drive saying, hey, where are you? Uh, we need to go. You need to get here so we can get out to, for the rehearsal. My response to him, and I will never forget this text message as long as I live, I can't get a cab. 
I wish there was a way on my phone I could point to where I am on a map <laughs> and say, taxi, come pick me up no right way. here. It's, if only. If, if only. <laughs> now, I never thought of ride sharing, so I'm never going to give myself full credit for a $100 billion company or, or anything right. on those lines. But the fact to have thoughts like that and to just say, oh, well, I wish there was this. I would pay for this, but eh, I'm not going to do anything about it. Let's sit in my back pocket. Um, that's tragic. That happens every single day where people have great ideas and yes. find ways, work on them just a little bit. Don't throw all caution to the wind and don't bet your life savings on something because a lot of companies fail. My first company was a complete and utter failure and I'm glad I did it the way I did because I learned more than I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I learned about execution and building a team and marketing, uh, user experience. But I at least tried. Uh, mm-hmm. I at least took that step and found a way. So I really encourage people to try and talk to people and vet ideas. Uh, try to build people, build team around you. You don't have to do it all alone. Right. You can have a team who can help you and support you and, and fit your, uh, help support your weaknesses. Uh, a lot of people will say, oh, well, I'm not good at marketing, so I should take a class to get good at marketing. Another no. way to do it is find somebody who's get good at marketing person. and partner with them. It, it's you're find, right. find other people who can help you along your way because no one's going to be as good at uh, across the board at marketing and sales and mm-hmm. operations and technology and finance and anything in that second level of the C-suite. Um, you're going to be good at one or two of those things. So building that team and taking a shot. Give, good. Your, give yourself the chance for success. Don't let fear hold you back, folks. Mm-hmm. All right. That sure was great. I say it a lot, inspirational. That defined inspiration. So thank you. Well, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for for the time. And uh, uh, thank you to everybody in the community who keeps providing so much great support for everybody in the innovation space. And also, thank you. I don't get to just say this enough to my wife for supporting me through this process uh-huh. as well. Because my wife, Marcy, really helps and encourages and really lets me do my thing um it's i can't be the easiest person ever to live with but how wonderful it's uh i, I appreciate it more than i can ever say especially with mother's day coming up right. i don't know when this is airing but it, it'll be a little bit after that but that's okay, okay well, there will be another mother's day there will be right? yeah so another mother's every day, day coming every up day. every day is 2020 answer. well we we do have you saw us taking notes and there are things we will do and report back on i'm sure we'll read the book and some others we appreciate it, and we want to respect everybody's time. So, thank you again. And you can follow you can follow Brian pretty much everywhere LinkedIn, and it's Brian Kornfeld K O R N F E L D M B A on LinkedIn, on Instagram, and Twitter at you'll love this. I know you will, Barb. The Rocket Man BK, right? The Rocket that Man is 100% BK. Correct. Similarly, you can follow Barb and me on Instagram at TBOL Masterclass Podcast, Barb at the Stay at Work Mom, and me, Debbie Lundberg, almost everywhere is my name. It's L-U-N-D-B-E-R-G. So if you like what you heard, when you got to have all this inspiration, please rate us with five stars. We're not asking for it. We want to provide you with five-star inspiration and five-star guests like Brian. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business of Life the podcast for successful people embracing every chance to accomplish and experience all you can in business and in life. Listen, choose, do.